What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the final four. It's not on the schedule. He is Rod. I am Cameron. And we are back with the Big Ten preseason preview. Uh, and next on the schedule today, Rod, is Maryland. Uh, Maryland comes in 17 and 14. Uh, nine and eleven only in the Big Ten last year, which was good for eighth. Um, so really uh, underperforming um, team last year for Maryland. Well, I I don't know. I'm going to disagree with that because let's really? remember they lost a lot. Yeah, they lost Stick Smith. They lost Anthony Cowan. They lost a lot of guys mm-hmm. from that team that had won had shared the Big Ten title, right? Yeah, And I honestly felt, and I believe we had them in a position where we thought, okay, at best, borderline tournament team. Now, it turns out that's essentially what they were. Mm-hmm. As you said, they tied for eighth in the league. They were a game under 500 um, at 9-11. But I thought the way they played, and this may be, I'll admit, it may be colored a little bit by the fact that I'm a Michigan State person. <laughs> yeah, and they really had them. Michigan State's number yeah. in two meetings. Yeah, regular season, then the Big Ten tournament. They just tattooed MSU. Uh, but I I liked what they did. I thought that they had a little different identity than they've ever had mm. under Mark Turgeon. One that fits and I think works in the Big Ten a little better. Now, if you think about Turgeon's teams, what comes to mind? Well, well, to me, a lot of talent, because they've had a lot of talent, um, a, a team that's impressive athletically, sometimes impressive offensively, but lacked in grit and toughness. And that's why I think, by and large, they've been a bit of an underachiever during his time there. Mm. I did not think that was the case last year. I thought they got about as much out of that team as there was to get. I really did. Um, now, this year, I think because of, of their work in the, in the portal, as well as you know some of the guys they've got coming back, um, they look a little more talented to me. I don't know if I expect them to be better mm. because I think that it remains to be seen whether they can keep that um, that toughness in place, that grit, because of some of the guys they did lose. Yeah, Daryl Morcell, um, he was kind of the heart and soul of that team. I will not be disappointed to not have to go up against him. Um, but he transfers out to Marquette. Um, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Um, only averaged nine points a game, four rebounds. But um, he shot 49 from the floor, 26 from three, and 61 from the line. Yeah, he, he transferred to Marquette to play for Shaka Smart. Um, as apparently he wants a chance to be a featured player on offense. Uh, I'm not sure that he has the game to do that, but man, Maryland is going to miss him. His departure is the number one reason why I have questions 
about whether they'll be able to maintain that style of play because he set the tone. He was the captain. He was a great individual defender, a versatile guy, and tough as nails. I'll admit, quite honestly, when he hit the portal, I really, really hoped Michigan State was going to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt, and, and I still wonder, although I feel a little bit better about it now than I did in the spring, that MSU might be a guy short on the wing. The trouble is, if you add Morsell, he's got to start. And then you've got to wonder, okay, is Gabe Brown going to leave then? Um, you know, what happens with Max Christie as a starter? Where's Jade Nakins, Pierre Brooks fit in, et cetera, et cetera. So I get it. But to me, Morsell was a guy that Izzo would, at least on the surface, would really love coaching. But then you see what his motivation was to go to Marquette, and you understand it wouldn't be a fit because he'd never be a featured player at MSU either. Mm. I thought he was in the perfect role for what he is as a player. Um, but it's a big, big, big loss. I think, you know, there's maybe a handful of other guys around the league that were bigger losses than more so. And, and not a lot of people realize it because he didn't put, put up huge counting numbers. Mm. But trust me, Daryl Morsell is a big loss. Yeah. Uh, and then they also lose Aaron Wiggins, 6'6", junior, uh, elected to stay in the NBA draft. Um, 14.5 points a game, which was second on the team. 5.8 rebounds, also second. Uh, shot 45 from the floor, 36 from three, and 77 from the line. Yeah, you know, he had a – he was – a guy with an up-and-down career. Really, really good as a freshman shooting the ball. Slumped as a sophomore. And I thought last year really found himself. His, particularly in the new year, from January 1 on, he was a different player. And his emergence was a big key to them being as competitive as they were. He's going to be missed because, you know, 6'6 six, six guys who can score that way from the perimeter, that, that's not easy to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also lose Jarius Hamilton, who was the – uh, six seven transfer in from Boston College. They lose him to Western Kentucky as a transfer. Um, started five games, uh, averaged about twenty minutes a game, six point five points, um, forty five forty three from three, and sixty five from the line. Yeah, I, I think they're going to miss him a little bit too. He wasn't a huge presence, but he he played a little bigger than his size, and yet at the same time, that ability to hit shots really that was the real problem teams trying to deal with Maryland is that, you know, you looked at it coming into the season as a weakness, like, wow, they just have no conventional size. Mm-hmm. But the way they played, and, and I give credit to Turgeon, you know, there's been a lot, a lot of detractors uh, for him as a head coach, and I get why. But I really thought he found ways last year to maximize what he had. And one of the ways he did that was taking advantage of, of these guys he used to play small ball five. Dr. Mm. Scott is a starter, but Hamilton is a reserve. And those guys were torturing bigger players on occasion. Mm. Very difficult to deal with. And yet, they were, Maryland was still a good defensive team, still a decent rebounding team, because these guys played with toughness. Yeah. Uh, they also lose Galen Smith, who was the grad transfer from Alabama, uh, the big um, gave them 3.7 points a game, 2.3 rebounds uh, in 13 minutes last year. Yeah, he, he did exactly what you hoped he'd do. He wasn't a big-time talent. They knew that, but he had legit size. Gave him some relief minutes at the five. And, and again, when you were playing some of these teams with bigger five men, 
at least you could bring him in for 10, 15 minutes a night and let him lean on him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's fairly easily replaced, but he, he played a significant role for them. Yeah. Uh, and then Chal Marial, 7-2 sophomore, transfers out to Oregon State. Um, didn't really see a whole lot. A lot of injuries, only scored just under two points a game, 1.1 rebound um, in six minutes. Just never quite got there. Nope. Uh, you know, it was a worthy, it was a worthy take. I think at the time, you know, Marielle's story is is really unfortunate in some ways. When he was younger, he was rated very, very highly, and then he he had some injury trouble the back half of his high school career, and and that kind of caused him to slide a little bit. But Maryland took a shot; they just couldn't keep him healthy. And and when he was playing, I don't even know how healthy he was. He just wasn't very effective. Mm. So probably the best for everybody. He gets a fresh start at Oregon State. Um, Maryland took – but that's – you know, when you when you take a guy who's going to be the 12th or 13th scholarship slot, that's a that's a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. You know, you take, take a risk on an upside projection. And if it doesn't – especially in the modern era, where you can just go and replace the guy easily in the portal, if nothing else um, – that's a that, that that's not a bad risk to take. So I don't fault Turgeon for that one. It just didn't work out. Mm. Uh, and then Aquan Smart, six three guard from Illinois, uh, played in twenty two games last year. Uh, averaged one point four points, thirty twenty and fifty six from the floor. And he he transfers out to Florida International. Yeah, that, that's that's probably the right level for him. I, it was interesting, you know, Turgeon has recruited very well in Maryland. And then last year he had a weird class that just had very, very unheralded guys. And, and smart was one of them. And a kid from Illinois whom I don't believe had offers from either Illinois or Northwestern, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. that's a tell, you know? Um, and uh, it didn't work out. So, probably the right move again for everybody uh so the guys they bring back they bring back eric ayala uh six foot three senior uh found a little bit of consistency and stability last year led them in scoring 15.1 points a game 44 uh, 34 and 83 from the line yeah I, i like him you know he like wiggins his classmate really good as a freshman slumped mightily as a sophomore and then had a bounce back last year. Um, you'd still like to see those perimeter numbers up a little bit. The 34% okay. If he could get up into the high 30s, you're talking another level. A mm. uh, pretty good defensive player. He gets to the line a lot, which is kind of a standard issue thing with Maryland guards. If you think about guys like Trimble and, and Cowan, they seem to they seem to do that very well. Uh, average more than four free throw attempts per game. I, you know, he, the problem with Ayala is at times he's had to be a point guard, including last year. Yeah, and I, I got enough evidence now through three years of his playing that that's not really where he's best utilized. He's a good secondary playmaker, but I don't think you want him as the primary guy and. With their recruiting, he shouldn't have to be this year. Mm. So I think he could have a big senior year, but he's quietly, he's become one of the better guards in the league. Mm. 
Uh, and then Donta Scott, 6'7", Jr., who was a surprise um, as a freshman, then showed even more uh, improvement as a sophomore, uh, wound up averaging 11 points per game, a team-high 5.9 rebounds, uh, 50, 44 from three, and 66 from the line. Yeah, um, you know, I, I mentioned that Turgeon's recruited well. And in that class with him, they had, if you remember, the Mitchell twins yeah. were both really highly regarded. You had Marial, who had had a lot of hype around him at certain points. And then there's this guy, Dante Scott, who I believe is from Baltimore, so home state guy, didn't know a lot about. He was the guy who ended up being the starter. Mm-hmm. And or, or significant player, and I think he was a starter as a freshman at times, and then was really good last year. I mentioned Turgeon maxed out what he had, so he used Scott as an undersized five, and he was just really difficult for people to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the shooting numbers. To go up to 44% shooting from three, that plus his ability to pass and move just makes him an incredibly difficult cover if you're a Kofi Coburn or a Hunter Dickinson um, or a Trevion Williams, you got to chase this guy around. Um, that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, he can board, he can get, he can get some things done inside. Um, I like him. I, I think the way that they're set this year, he's probably going to go back to the four. We'll see how that affects things. He's obviously physically totally capable of playing the four. I mean, there's no question about that, but I wonder if he'll be quite as effective where he's not able to torture guys and mismatches the way he could at times last year. Yeah. I think he's one of the more underrated guys in the entire league. Uh, And then Hakeem Hart, six, eight junior wing um, averaged 7.1 points a game, 45, only 33 from three and 76 from the line. Streaky. He's been really streaky so far. I think the key for him is, can he find greater consistency? You know, ideally, he'd be a guy that they'd sort of slot into the Wiggins role, right? Uh, A lengthy guy, can play on the wing, can rebound some because of his size, but is a strong perimeter shooting threat. He's not been consistent enough yet, but you know what? Wiggins really wasn't consistent until he was. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see with Hart, but it's a big year and they need him. Uh, and then they also get uh, Marcus Dockery back, six one sophomore from DC. Um, played in fourteen games last year, one point four points a game, seventy eight sixty from three and forty from the line, but very limited volume for him. Yeah, I think you know again he was an unheralded recruit, um, possibly for a reason, but. The ideal scenario would be he's capable of giving them, say, eight, ten minutes a night as a backup point guard. Mm. That's really what they need because if they can do that, then that means they don't have to spend time uh, for Ayala at that position. So it would be a nice development for them. Uh, and then James Graham, 6'8", redshirt freshman out of Milwaukee, um, joined them sort of early in this of last season, second semester. Um only played in eight games, so not a whole lot there. He was a guy that uh, MSU looked at a bit and was involved with, um, but uh, never really got seriously rolling. Um, 
I think it'll be, you know, last year we, we've talked about it with some other teams who had guys join mid-year who reclassified and then they didn't do anything. Uh, the value, I think, for these kind of guys, and I would assume it'll be the case for Graham as well, is that they got part of the season of practice and the ability to work out, work on their bodies, see what's going to be required to make the transition to college basketball, and that it's really the second year that you're hoping for the impact. So that would be the scenario that, that Maryland hopes uh, comes to pass. You know, he was a consensus top 100 guy in high school, so he's obviously got talent. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him break through in their rotation, but it, it really it remains to be seen how much developing he has done. Uh, and then Arnaud Ravaz, 6'10 sophomore, played sparingly last year from uh, Switzerland. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's got more developing to go before he's ready to see serious minutes for this program. Uh, and then newcomers, a familiar name, uh, Fats Russell, the five eleven grad transfer from Rhode Island, coming in as a point guard. Uh, fabulous time in Rhode Island, thirteen point seven points a game um, uh, throughout his career, fourteen point seven points last year. Also averaged four and a half assists, better than a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Um, this is a big time point guard coming in here well it's it's a shoot the moon kind of move and, and here's why the county numbers are great but um the one big issue is he was terrible shooting the ball last year 34 percent from the floor 24 percent from three 80 percent at the line um and he takes a lot of threes so if he's shooting that way he's hurting you mm. bottom line now, as a junior, he was pretty good. He was 39, 36, 82. So if you're Maryland, you say, okay, last year was an anomaly, weird year, COVID, blah, blah, blah. He'll be the guy he was the year before. And maybe he will. But that's, that's the issue. Uh, at least at Rhode Island, he was a high-usage guy. So the other thing is, how well does he blend with Ayala? Mm-hmm. Because Ayala, obviously, is the leading scorer on last year's team, and he's coming back. He's a proven player at this level. You know, he's not looking to play sidekick to anybody. So you wonder, at least I wonder a little bit about that fit. But it's absolutely true that if Fats Russell is near the best version of who they think he can be, he will make this team much, much better. It was a worthwhile take, for sure. Mm-hmm. Maryland needed to do something. You know, um, and and most people would tell you that this guy was one of the best point guards available in the portal. I'm just saying there are some reasons to at least have some skepticism. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance he could be great, and if he's great, I've almost certainly got Maryland too low mm-hmm. at number six. Uh, and then Cutis Wahab, does that sound right to you? Cutis? Yes. Uh, 6'11", 240-pound junior transfer from Georgetown. Um, 12.7 points a game, 8.2 rebounds, and a, a block and a half. Um, so another big presence, another guy I recognize from the sort of the postseason last year. Yeah, um, major addition. You know, we talked about how Turgeon had to 
kind of play unconventionally to max out what his team had. And that was fine. But even with having done that, they were 9-11 in the league. Mm-hmm. So you figure, okay, if you want to get better than that, you probably need to have some different kinds of pieces. And Wahab is a very different piece than anything they had last year. He gets them back to the way Maryland has traditionally played under Turgeon. They've always had big men. You know, we can go back with Stick Smith and Bruno Fernando, Diamond Stone. Yeah. I mean, we can keep going. Um, lots and lots of size. And so Wahab has that. And at 6'11", 240, and with proven high major production, you know, you can feel okay about rolling him out there against the big men around this league and, and that he's going to give you a competitive effort. Mm-hmm. Um, major addition, and, and these two guys, Russell and Wahab, that they added, are the main reason why I think there's actually been a reasonable amount of hype around Maryland. Not that anybody's picking them to win the league, but I've seen a lot of people pick them a little higher than I've got them. Mm. And I, I've got them where I've got them because I'm a little bit skeptical, mostly of more of Russell than Wahab. But we'll just have to see. It is, I admit, absolutely, if these two guys are who people think they could be, Maryland could be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they bring in Xavier Green, a 6'6 grad transfer from Old Dominion. Uh, he averaged 6.7 points a game, started all 23 uh, games, 34, 29, and 72. Um, but he did shoot a little better than that as a junior, 37, 33, and 74. Yeah, and, he, and he also averaged 12 points a game as a junior. I think all that offensive stuff is kind of beside the point with him, though. His rep is as a defensive player. So you figure with that and his experience, he's going to be in that rotation somewhere. Um, You know, there's likely a role available opposite Ayala on the wing. And so we mentioned Hakeem Hart has a chance. Maybe James Graham can compete for that. But, uh, you know, I think Xavier Green is going to be in that mix, and he'll be in the rotation regardless. Uh, then they get Pablo uh, Zuba, 6'8", sophomore transfer from Arizona State. But he only played eight games, although he's extremely young, even still. Didn't turn 18 until this July. Right. So he played all his freshman year as a 17-year-old. Um, <laughs> e- even Amani Bates won't be doing that. Um, yeah, he, he's played for the Ukrainian national team, and He's seen as a guy with a good combination of physical play and, and skill set in terms of his style. Uh, I don't know if he'll have any serious role this year, but they like him down the line. So we'll just have to see. But they, they do think he in time could be a stretch for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Simon Wright, 6'7", 220-pound grad transfer from Elon. Uh, Wright averaged 5.1 points a game, 2.9 rebounds, 46, 38, and 53 from the floor. Yeah, and and you know he would be a guy I think is is in line to play a role um, for sure because he can shoot a little bit and he's got decent size. Um, probably at this point, you'd say he's most likely to slot in behind Dante Scott at the four and give him a little release there. That that would be my guess. And also, if you know Maryland decides to go with some small ball lineups and have Dante Scott play some five, he right to play the four alongside him. 
I, I think Rice primarily is in competition, it would seem to be, with James Graham for minutes. Okay. Uh, then Ian Martinez, a 6'3 sophomore transfer from Utah, who averaged 5.2 points a game, 50, 32, and 84 um, as a freshman in the Pac-12. Yeah, the big question with him is health. Uh, he's coming off meniscus surgery, so it's unclear how ready he's going to be for the start of the season. But they think he can play. And if he's healthy, he's got a shot. You know, those numbers aren't eye-popping, but they're decent enough and at a high major level um, that you could see him challenging for a reserve role on the wing. Uh, and then uh, they do have a freshman, Julian Reese, 6'9", 230-pounder from Baltimore, um, was the top 100 guy in most uh, of the evaluations. Yeah, and, and they think that he can be, in time, a very versatile big man, can shoot outside, can play some inside. On this team, I, I don't see a major role or major minutes available for him. You know, you'd figure, again, Wahab is the starter at the five, and, and um, you know, maybe Donta Scott plays backup minutes there. Uh, but it's possible. He's certainly a kid with potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get Ike Cornish, who's a 6'5 shooting guard from South Carolina, originally from Baltimore. And he's, yeah, he's also they, kind know, of a they, top 100 guy. Yeah. Maybe and just and outside. Yeah. Surgeon's recruiting, especially if you factor in the transfers, this was more normal after last year. He's always been able to get big-name guys, and then last year was just a weird year where he just had these these um, under-recruited players. Uh, Cornish is, is a guy with potential, again, as a shooter. I don't think there's a big role for him, particularly if Martinez can go. You know, and then you factor in Xavier Green, or, you know, Hakeem Hart. Ayala, there's a lot of guys on the wing ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the future, he could be a player. Well, that's pretty much the lineup for Nebraska, or I'm sorry, Maryland. Um, you know, any, any, that's a lot of new faces for them, too. Almost half and that's the roster. The thing. That, that's the thing. That's why, you know, as I mentioned, I think I get this sense that there's a lot of people picking Maryland in the top five. And granted, I, I have them sixth. It's not like I've got them way outside of that. But I'm just a little more hesitant because of the number of new faces is one thing. And then and then the other thing is what, what I liked about last year's team is that for all its flaws, and they had them, that team had an identity. And they were very, very tough to play against. And... It was unusual for Maryland because, I have to be honest with you, most of the time, the Maryland's had teams with a lot of talent. So on a given night, of course they could be tough to play against just because they were so good. Mm-hmm. But I mean in terms of style of play, the way Wisconsin's always hard to play against. The way Michigan State is traditionally very tough to play against. Maryland had that last year. Mm-hmm. And this is not the same group. Now, there are some guys back. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe guys like Ayala and Scott can carry that over, and it'll it'll still be part of this team, but just with a higher talent level. That would be a best-case scenario. Um, but I need to see that before I believe it. Uh-huh. My, my tendency is to believe they're going to be more talented, 
but they're also going to be a little more freewheeling and and just not as gritty as they were last year. And so then the question you're left with is, does more talent but less grit equal a better result? It might. Mm. Um, in fact, I would probably say I expect it to. I just don't know how much better. So much of it comes down to Fats Russell. Yeah. You know, if he's the real thing at the point, it's similar to Michigan State in a way, you know, with Tyson Walker, which we'll talk about when we get to MSU. If you've got the right answer at the point, everything else exponentially looks better mm-hmm. because that guy can make everybody else better. Um, I just don't know if I'm sold on Fats Russell being that kind of guy or if he's a guy that kind of looks to get his. Yeah. We'll have to see. Okay, well, that'll do it for Maryland. Until next time, the Final Four is not on the schedule. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.